This is According to Callis, and I am standing up in McKinney. However, tonight I feel morally obligated to talk about the rest of the country and the rest of the world. So bear with me as we delve into that. Episode 361 coming to you on the 22nd of February, 2023. And if you will remember, like, share, subscribe, and follow the show. Every little bit helps. We're closing in that 100K and we're getting there quickly. All right. A little bit of highlights. Why Ukraine? Why now? What do you see? What is it that is unseen? And focus close. Here we go on with the show. There is the old saying that history doesn't necessarily repeat, but it rhymes. It's cyclical in nature, good times, bad times, so on and so forth. They call it the fourth turning. They talk about generational dynamics. There's all these different things at play here and maybe they're real. Maybe they're imagined, or maybe it's just a odd coincidence. But when we talk about coincidences, have you been been paying attention to what's been going on as of late? Do any of you really think that this is all just coincidences? Now, I myself know lots of things happen and lots of things have always happened. And now with uh, 24-hour news and social media, there is a constant need to put out the latest outrage, the latest thing, and to drum it up and to get people's attention and put eyes on the screen. And, you know, there is a vested interest in keeping people stirred up. That becomes an industry all to itself. So that's why I like to take a step back. That's why I like to not just jump on the bandwagon. I want to observe, pay attention to what's going on. And I got to tell you, uh, yesterday's episode when I was talking about the the revival as it is, uh, it was a little difficult because I don't want to dismiss it out of hand, but yet I don't want to embrace it full on because I just don't know. Now, does that mean there are things that are good happening there? Oh, absolutely. I'm certain of it. Does that mean there's maybe some shady or bad things that are going to happen? Well, yeah, I'm almost absolutely certain of that as well. Uh, But that doesn't negate one or the other. Likewise, when we look around the world today and we see uh, China doing some things and, you know, Russia's still doing some things and we're doing things all the time, everywhere. You know, I've talked about the fact that we're essentially an empire uh, with military bases numbering close to, or actually I think it's over 200 in 158 countries. And we call everyone else the bad guy. So while I'm not very big on the whole idea standpoint and projection, it is fair to assume that there are a good number of countries out in the rest of the world that are not overly enthusiastic about our presence, whether it's in their country or the neighboring country. I'm also fairly certain that that we have done some things that have, um, let's say, upset the locals, the people that actually live there. For better or for worse, the United States was the world peacekeeper for decades. And now that time is coming to an end. Whether we like it or not, we are throwing away lots and lots of money at a place called Ukraine. Now, I'm going to also just fathom here that mm, 
at least 30% of my listeners have no idea where Ukraine is or what the significance of it is. All I will tell you is it is right next to Russia. It was once part of the Russian empire. It broke free. And then it was part of the Soviet Union and it broke free. And as we look at it now, it is still kind of sort of free. But the unique thing that seems to be lost on a lot of observers is the reason why it's in the situation that it is in is because the Russians kept sending Russians to the Ukraine when it was still part of the Soviet Union. So when the Ukraine uh, reestablished its independence, a good chunk of that country was actually more Russian than Ukrainian. So when they talk about the idea of replacement, right, the replacement theory, uh, and they tell you to dismiss it out of hand, they tell you there's nothing to it, that's just immediately evidence that they're lying to you. In fact, uh, this is an age-old tactic, right? If you replace the population, you push them out, it becomes that much easier to control the territory. It's been done repeatedly throughout Europe and Asia, and if you want to get right down to it, Africa as well. So again, nothing new here. Solomon once said, nothing new is under the sun, right? There is nothing new under the sun, right? But we seem to think that everything that comes up is, oh, I can't believe this is happening. Who would have thought? Well, quite frankly, been there, done that. The real question is, why now? Why are we so vested now? The problem is, is we can't get a straight answer. The problem is, is we don't know who the real good guys are. There's been at least two color revolutions, if you will, in Ukraine in the last 20 years. Some of them were assisted, or actually I should say, both of them were assisted by our own government and the IMF. Why? Because they want to extract things out of the Ukraine. Now, if you are Russia... And you see Ukraine, which was once your brother in arms, is now working against your interests after the allies, right? The NATO people told you we would never move any closer to Russia. You're going to really have a problem with the idea that Ukraine is no longer on your side. That the Ukrainians um, are actually working against you. You're not going to be real happy about that. And again, I did an episode where I was talking about this as, you know, two brothers that are both bad guys and they're beating up on each other. And, you know, you're hard pressed to pick a side because who do you want to win when they're both bad guys? I stand by that, by the way. But yet we spend tons of money that we, quite frankly, don't have to go to the Ukrainians to fight against the Russians for what purpose? And then, of course, it comes out that we are the ones that are responsible for the Nord Stream pipeline. Then it comes out that we're responsible for all these other things that are going on and all these misadventures and misinvestments, right? The uh, economists would call a malinvestment, right? Well, the malinvestment that we have been taking part of is exporting all of our production for decades and ignoring our infrastructure for decades. And then, oh yes, when it's convenient, the losing team in Congress will suddenly be concerned about infrastructure. We need to spend money in our own country. And then once they get there, they promptly forget about it and reallocate those funds. 
just as an aside, do you really think it's more helpful to spend millions of dollars fixing rail beds or promoting DEI? I mean, which do you think is actually more helpful to our country as a whole? I suppose it doesn't have to be an either or, but if you've only got so much money in your bucket, how would you choose to allocate those funds? How how much money do you think is really worth investing in uh, somebody's idea of what diversity is rather than actually creating jobs in industries so that people who previously weren't able to take care of themselves are now able to take care of themselves? So we all see what we're told that we can see, right? They, they virtually ignored the derailment in Ohio for two weeks. They are now, when I say they, the people involved, whether it's our own government, the feds and multiple levels, uh, the state government or the Norfolk Southern train company have purposely done things to poison and destroy the area around this train wreck. Now, the first question is, how did we end up with a train wreck? Second thing is, how do you let your train cars deteriorate to the point that that happens, much less the rail beds? But again, it's all to save a buck, right? It's all what makes the most efficient company. Well, I wish I could believe that, but I really, I'm not so sure I do. And then when you do have the accident, now keep in mind the EPA literally bankrupts people and locks them up for not treating a drainage ditch properly, right? They, they literally destroy people's lives for creating a pond on their own property, but they didn't step in here to do anything. I mean, this would be a legitimate function for a non-legitimate government entity known as the EPA, but they did nothing. Well, where are the guys from OSHA, right? This is another useless entity that shouldn't even exist constitutionally. Why aren't they there questioning how did this happen? Why did this happen? Oh, and by the way, we probably ought to not dispose of those hazardous chemicals this way. Just saying. And if I were to pollute the watershed like these guys did, and with the blessing of government, uh, my, I mean, how, how does this happen? But again, this is just what we see. What is it we're not seeing? You know, so everybody freaked out a week or two ago about some balloons. Maybe rightfully so, maybe not. Now we've got this massive mess courtesy of a train wreck. And from what I understand, there's a couple of explosions and other train derailments and various other things that have also gone on this week. Not to mention the multiple mysterious fires or plane crashes that happened into, you know, meat plants. I mean, who dreams this stuff up? And interestingly enough, some people out there have put the pieces together. They're not buying the the, uh, coincidences here. They're seeing it for what I actually think it is. It's called asymmetric warfare. Uh fourth or fifth generation warfare, depending on who you're talking to. The idea that nothing's off limits. We want to deprive you of things. We want to make you miserable. We want to make it that much easier for us to take you over. The real question is, is which us is it? Is it the clown world that is 
seeking to assert even more power? Or is it the communists from overseas that are seeking to push the clown world out so that they can take over and rule us themselves? Don't know. That's unseen. We don't know. Now, I don't have enough details on any of these specific instances to be absolutely certainty, to be absolute certain, or any true level of certainty. How about that? Does that sound a little more clear of what is the ultimate motivation or what is the ultimate goals here? But there's just too much evidence to ignore. There's too many coincidences. I think at this point, it's safe to say we're at enemy action. The question is, which enemy is it? Is it the enemy that's over there funding Ukraine? Or is it the enemy that's coming out of Beijing? Don't know. Could it be our own uh, fourth column here in the United States? Not sure. Could it be some of the hundreds of thousands of people that have come across our border that our own government doesn't seem to give a rat's behind about protecting or securing? And while we're on that topic... Why is it we're spending so much time, money, and effort to protect the Ukrainian border, which is valuable to the Ukrainians and was probably even more valuable to the Russians back when we respected the Ukrainian border, but we do nothing about our border between these United States and Mexico. And don't even get me started on the one for Canada, because from what I understand, that's just as bad or worse, but because it doesn't get any press, because none of the states there are actually paying attention, we don't actually know. But fortunately, in the state of Texas, we have some people that care enough to go look and monitor and say, uh, this is wrong here, please do something. And while our state's attorney general might file a lawsuit, all along, our own governor had every right and every ability to do something about it, yet one suspects he's playing the fiddle. Because it's been wholly inadequate and not even doing the least to stem the tide. I don't really care what the federal government says or does. This is the sovereign state of Texas. That is a national border. And if they're not going to do their job, then we need to do it. We cannot allow our borders to be overrun. This is a violation of the Constitution and the constitutional responsibilities given to the federal government. It's an invasion. We've declared it an invasion. Multiple counties have declared it an invasion, and yet we do nothing. We stand around and point fingers and lament on, oh, the feds aren't doing the thing. We don't need the feds. The state of Texas just needs to do the job. Shut it down. But that's what's not being seen, right? Nobody's paying attention. And I say nobody, the national news, the vast majority of the general public is not paying attention to what's flooding over the border because, well, there was a balloon in the sky. And oh, by the way, look over here. There's this train that we've destroyed most of Ohio with toxic fumes and clouds, not to mention Pennsylvania and West Virginia while we're at it. But hey, it's a useful distraction. It's a terrible thing. I, I, I would just say that if I have any friends or family that happen to be in that area, get out. It's not safe. I don't care what they tell you. They're lying. This is the same group of people that tell you, you probably ought to not breathe some dust from a pulverized concrete because it might kill you. They're the same people that lied to you about the dangers of asbestos and lead. They're the same people that, well, you get my drift. Get out. Get out.
The real problem is, is where are you going to go? Where, where are you going to be beyond the reach of these abusive people? I don't really have an answer for you. Now I could tell you Texas and, and I think Texas is a good place to be, but when our own governor refuses to do his job, it makes me wonder. And then I've got to listen to people that cry and complain because, Oh, why would you talk about separating? Really? You have to ask why we think we might be better off on our own when all of this is going on and the feds don't do anything about it. Never mind. They're still rounding up people that might have been in D.C. on January 6th of 2021. But, oh, you know, we don't have time to actually do anything about this. What's worse is when they do actually get around to doing something about what's going on right now, it's going to be you and I that pay the price. It's going to be you and I that suffer. Perhaps, perhaps we should just consider who is responsible for what's going on. Well, clearly Norfolk Southern, right? That's the train company. Clearly the NTSB, it's a national traffic safety board. I think they also control the trains. It could be wrong, but if that's not them as the N... There's the same group that comes in to investigate plane crashes. They should also be investigating this train crash, would be my guess. Uh, Then there's the EPA. Then there's OSHA. Oh, and then there's the Department of Transportation, which, again, is another entity that shouldn't even exist constitutionally, but somehow we're stuck with it with Pete Buttigieg. Where's he at? What's he doing? Don't really care because he's barely competent. But needless to say, there are at least three government entities that should take responsibility for what is going on here and are not. And they don't even get me starting on the state of Ohio. Uh, their governor basically went hands off and deferred the feds, maybe for good reason, maybe not. But it's still his state. It's still ultimately his responsibility. These things are happening in his state, and apparently he's doing little or nothing about it. Now, fortunately... You know, Joe's overseas, so he can't make things worse. And Kamala, don't know where she's at, don't care. Uh, That's only Joe's insurance anyway. So, again, who are we going to hold responsible? What are we going to do about it? I'm going to suggest to you that what will be is a fine will be assessed on North Fork Southern. They may or may not go bankrupt, which means that we, the people, will bail them out, which means that we, the people, will pay off the people that got hurt by North Fork Southern. And all the while, the executives that made the numbers for this quarter are going to get their money. And I'm going to also guess the CEO, the COO, and the president of that company are going to go retire in style, probably in the Bahamas, because they'll be persona non grata anywhere in the United States, would just be my guess. When in fact, they probably ought to be hanging out with Ken Flay. I think he's still in jail. And if he's not, then they can go take a stint there. But again, I won't hold my breath because there's not justice in these United States. Oh, no. And the justice has very little to do with who your parents were. It has to do with what's in your bank account. Sometimes that has to do with who your parents were. But most of the time, it's just about, well, you know, how did you got the money? That's all we want to know. I've once was reminded that equal justice is 
a repetitive statement. It's a duplicative statement. You don't need to say it. And I responded, yes, I know. But if it was actually true, then I wouldn't have to say that. And there are those that get hung up on the idea of social justice. Well, let me ask you, can you define what that means? Do you understand what's at play here? We had entire sections of a state literally damaged for untold years. And I don't think it really cared what color you were, what religion you were, or who your parents were. No. As a matter of fact, I suspect that it was done on purpose. I just don't know why. I can't help but think that we're being primed for our own takeover, our own demise. It's this controlled demolition that is taking place in these United States, and yet we continue to tolerate it. We continue to put up with this when, again, I don't know why. Now, I know there are those on the left that think something is going to be gained by, oh, I don't know, having less pollution. But I'm just going to assume that this one incident brought about far more pollution than anybody else has seen in that area for decades. While the leftists were in charge of what went on. I'd like to know where that whole ESG nonsense was at right now, because that is one of the things that they propose that they're going to make better when clearly it was worse. And God forbid they get any more power and fix things even better than this, because... I don't know if we can survive it. But again, those are the things that are unseen. We've talked about the things that have been seen and now the unseen. And I touched base on the now, right? The now is there's a goal. They've been talking about it for quite a while now, 2030, 2030, 2030. What is it that they want to do by 2030? Well, they ultimately want to subjugate the entire world under their boots. And I don't care if it's a left boot or a right boot if my neck's underneath it. So the question is, is what are you going to do about it? Ah, now we're talking, Callus. What are you going to do about it? Well, let me just tell you. There's three options, right? You can peacefully separate, a.k.a. national divorce. Interestingly enough, on Tuesday, I listened to the Glenn Beck program for the first time in quite some time. And, and just full disclosure, I think Glenn Beck is one of the last great radio men there are. And he was talking about national divorce. I was picking up from the context. I only got to listen to, I think, like three segments, which is translates into a little less than 30 minutes, if I remember correctly. He was a little dubious. He was concerned that we'd be setting ourselves up for failure. Uh, my interpretation was, is he thinks the constitution can't be improved upon if only it was enforced. I'm, I give credence to that argument, but it's not enforced. So perhaps we could improve it, especially if we put teeth in it. But be that as it may, even he now is coming around to the idea that, well, maybe Texas should come into play. Maybe we should look at sorting people out. Maybe we should consider separating. This is Glenn Beck. This is coming to the mainstream. I only thought it was, you know, Tom Woods and Daniel Miller had talked about this stuff, or myself for that matter, but I'm tiny, small potato. 
But here's Glenn Beck talking about this on a Tuesday. Now, I'm not sure what's going to come next. I I don't know where we're going to go. But what I can tell you is, and this is one of the things he talked about as well. The way to fix it is right out your back door. The way to fix it is starting at City Hall, the school board, the county commissioners. And then if you got all your ducks in a row there, then you can go reform the state. You can go fix the state. Glenn also rightfully pointed out that the Texas GOP has been corrupted. Now, I would suggest it's less the party apparatus, right? I'm very happy with Matt Rinaldi and his leadership has been pretty solid as well as the state Republican executive committee. And they are doing their best to hold the feet of the elected officials uh, towards the fire, right? To remind them more who they work for and what they should be doing. But I think what he was really referring to is our elected officials and the hierarchy that they have. And they've often just kind of done their own thing and forgot who they work for, notwithstanding the party organization that got them reelected. It'd be kind of interesting to see what were to play out if the party were to just, I don't know, say, well, yeah, you don't get to be a Republican anymore. That could get real interesting, couldn't it? I'm not sure that we're ready to go there any more than I'm sure we're ready to step off and become our own country here in Texas. But we can start tomorrow by getting involved right outside our back door. In case you haven't heard, it's election season yet again. And whether it's the school boards, whether it's the city councils, whether it's the any other local races, in this case, we have a college board, right, in Collin County. You ought to know who these people are. You ought to be involved. You ought to pay attention to what's going on. You have to let them know we're looking at them. We're paying attention. You can't fix what's going on in the Ukraine and the rest of the clown world. We know that. We see the crazy. You can't fix what's going on at the national level, even though it's impacting East Palestine, Ohio. Those folks there, if there are any left in that city, that's their responsibility. We should be helping them in some way, shape, or form. We should be certainly praying for them, for those of you that pray. And they should have. we should have compassion and pity towards them and what they're going to be dealing with. Because it's really not their fault. But ultimately, we can't fix any of that stuff. The best we can hope for is fixing Austin. The best... We can shoot for is claiming back our state. But before you can do any of that, you have to start out your back door. And again, to Glenn's uh, credit, Glenn Beck spelled it out not entirely differently than what I've been saying. Now, I wish I could say that, (laughs) well, Glenn must have been listening to me, uh, but I highly doubt that. I'm fairly certain he has no clue who I am. But it is reassuring that one of the last great radio men out there is talking about a similar subject and a similar solution that little old me has been talking about for, I don't know, a couple of years now. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you what's going on is beyond your control, but you have to focus on the things that you can have some control over. And that means 
You're going to have to do more than go home at night and watch your Fox News or your Newsmax or, if you can still find it, OAN. Or worse yet, go sit in front of CNN, MSNBC, or whatever that other one is. Uh, Shut that stuff off. Go out, go visit your neighbors. Go to a local political rally or discussion. Go to a town hall. Go visit with candidates. Do a coffee. Go to the diner down the street. Well, do we actually have diners in McKinney? I don't really know. Go to the local restaurant. Hang out with people. Get to know them. Find out what's going on in your backyard. Get invested in how do we fix what's right here. Now, I wish I could tell you there are a lot of churches that are active and they're getting involved in these things. There's really not. But what they do do fairly well is they help people in need. And there's another opportunity for you. Go find out. What can you do? How can you help your neighbor? What's there something you could invest in and spend time on? It's all better than sit in front of the TV. Now me, I I get to listen to podcasts. I get to listen to the radio because I have to drive around for my job. I've had previous jobs where I was doing stuff all day long and there was no radio or there was no podcast. And that was quite right because it's part of the job. You got to pick your battles. You got to invest your time wisely. You got to know what it is you're seeking to accomplish. For me, for me, at the end of the day, what I want is to improve my city, improve my county, which is not to say that either one is bad, but they could be improved. They should be improved to recover and rebuild my school district. Even though myself, I'm not going to partake myself. I really don't like government schools, but they do provide a function in a service to a great number of people. So if that's the case and people want to utilize it, I'm obligated to make sure they're they're getting what they're paying for, that it is a good service. Those are things that I can do and be directly involved in on a day-by-day basis. When it comes to my church, I still support my church. At times, uh, you know, I'm disappointed they... You know, maybe don't do things the way I would like them to do. They they maybe uh, don't approach certain things like the way I wish they would. But they're preaching the word. They're doing their job, their primary job. It's really hard to get too angry or disappointed when they're doing their primary calling. I can quibble over things that I wish they would do or not do. I, I, could, I can bemoan something that they're doing or not doing. But at the end of the day, if they're preaching the word of God and they're doing that, they're kind of doing their job. I need, and it's my job to make sure I'm an active part of that. It's a challenge, right? Some, as long as you're not violating core principles, you just kind of got to go with the flow and do the best you can with where you're at until you have no other choice. And quite frankly, my concern is we're getting to the point where we may not have any other choice, particularly when it comes to our federal government. And I'm going to riff on a little more of what Glenn Beck had to say on Tuesday when it comes up on Thursday's episode. I think it was very important. I think he hit on a couple of key issues, which coincidentally are very similar to things I've brought up in the past. And I want to make sure 
that uh, it's not a rebuttal. It would call the callous expansion. <laughs> after it is, after all it is, according to callous. And, you know, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to make it mine. And with that, I will see you on the other side.